So if you don't know my name, it's Ian, and um, it's uh, my role today to bring the Word of God to you. And we we, we didn't we didn't want to we did want to rush back and worship together and carry on and be all praising and everything else and positive, but equally um, to recognise that we've been going through and are going through tough times. So the sermon uh, title is, I hold and I am held, living in and coming through troubled times. Why I hold and am held, it's a motto. Now the Latin is Atenio Atenio, and it's a phrase that was um, spoken many years ago uh, from a Bible college founded in 1856 by Charles Haddon Spurgeon. It's the college I went to, it's the college that Tom trained at, and it's the college where Gary has just finished his uh, second year. And Altenio Altenio means I hold, so we hold others, and I hold on to the cross, but I'm also held. I'm not on my own. We've just heard that uh, Claire say about God being with her and the presence of God. And it's really, really important. It goes on to say, the college motto uh, in its full version, we labour to hold forth the cross of Christ with a bold hand. So we've got our hand on the cross of Christ. Our absolute reliance is on the cross of Christ. So it says we labour to hold forth the cross of Christ with a bold hand among the sons of men because that cross holds us fast by its attractive power. We labour to hold forth the cross of Christ with a bold hand among the sons of men because that cross holds us fast by its attractive power. And with what the world's been through and what we're going through now, what a powerful statement that is. We hold on. We've been holding on to God. Uh, Some people maybe have drifted away a little bit. Some have become closer. But we have to hold on to that cross of Christ. And as things are starting to change, and as we're gradually coming back and return to gathering again, we just thought it would be good, rather than rush into the new, which we're looking forward to, but equally acknowledge what's gone on and say, actually, it's been a rough time. And we've lost things, and we've missed things, and we mourn things, and we mourn people. Also, given a fresh, a fresh experience of knowing that as you hold others, as you minister to others, you are also held. You're not on your own. You go in the name of Christ. You're ambassadors for Christ. You go as his witnesses. You're his hands, his feet, his mouth, his ears. And when we do that, and when we acknowledge that and realise that, then we all join in God's mission for the world. And we're going to look at four brief headings. Uh, to think about what we've been through, what, we, what you've learned, what we've learned, and what are we going to do. And it's kind of a roadmap back, uh, to use the politician's uh, terms. And to do that, we've followed uh, roughly a model uh, shared with us by Rooftop Ministries, one of the ministries that we support. So the first thing is, what have we been through? Uh, Paul writes in Romans 12:15, Rejoice with those who rejoice. Mourn with those who mourn. And Galatians 6, verse 2 says... Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfil the law of Christ. So I just wonder, uh, firstly, and this is a bit of congregational participation, so um, I'm putting myself out there a little bit. What are the good things that we can remember of, of the past 18 months or so? What are the good things that we could say, well, we didn't want COVID, we didn't want this pandemic, but actually out of it some good things have happened. Uh, if you need to remove your mask to shout out, please do so, COVID secure. What are the good things? Community, that's my lovely wife. I didn't prompt her, but that is the first word I've got on my list. So well done, Andrea. Um, 
What else? Community. Community is a good thing, isn't it? The community has come together. Something that God actually tells us to do about looking after one another, being part of a community. God is a God of relationship. But actually, sometimes we can hide away in our houses and, you know, we didn't know half our neighbours. Now we know all of them because of COVID. You know, we've got WhatsApp groups of our street. Uh, People go on there and say, can someone pick up shoppings? Can someone pick up a prescription? I'm isolating. You know, we, we was on the receiving end of that just this week, but we didn't have a WhatsApp group before COVID. And you see all these people helping each other. So community is good. What else? What else is good or was good? Unexpectedly had some grown-up children home stay with us. Well, <laughs> you didn't expect them to be grown up? or, or <laughs> Yeah. Do you know... Well, this is good. The Holy Spirit is in this because the first word was community. My second word is family. You know, because I think a lot of people reconnected with family. Now, some that was physically, some that was over this new thing that no one had heard of two years ago called Zoom or or maybe you're a FaceTimer or whatever it is. But actually started to, to, to think about the importance of family. What else? You are, you are not going to believe it. I'm going to, have to hold it up. I'll put creation. See, that's good enough, isn't it? Exactly. Didn't I put on here, because we'll be here forever, otherwise, and I know I'm on a strict time with our new app. It'll start buzzing at me, probably. We slowed down a lot. Some of us had to slow down, didn't like it. We're actually pretty fast-paced in the southeast, but all of a sudden, particularly at the beginning, you was allowed out for an hour a day. Maybe you got into your garden, or you went off to a room, but we had more time with God. Walking around creation, I discovered, I didn't even know there was this massive woods uh, at Queen's Park, but we started going around there. I couldn't believe it. You know, it went on forever. We started, we, got, we annoyed farmers because we're allowed to walk on their land and they don't like it, and, but it was brilliant, and I couldn't believe it. But being in creation... And Romans says, doesn't it, that, that you know, if you want evidence of God, just look at the created world and being out uh, in creation. Uh, we're missing one on my list, and I would say it's the most important one. There it is. Who was that? Well done, Judith. It's running in the Jackson family, all these good quotes today. Yeah, we had more time with God. We weren't rushing around. I found myself waking up, and before all the thoughts came in, just giving the day over to God. These were all good things. And I did contemplate and wonder, and I'm pretty sure it's true, that God, whatever your belief, whether he caused COVID or allowed it to happen, we know whatever sin and decay and disease there is ultimately down to the fall. But God has allowed that to happen, but he's taught us things through it. And I believe he's drawn people closer to himself, even in that pain which has been very acute and difficult. So that's all my good things. Uh, the tough and challenging things, I've written down health. That's an, obviously, from what we've seen, people really suffering. Uh, death, as people in this congregation have lost loved ones. Uh, loneliness, not everyone has their family knocking on their doors. Uh, they might be on their own, more isolated than ever. Separation, whether it's church family or students or isolation, funerals, and at the beginning you could only have five people. Minister friend of mine, uh, his dad died, he took the funeral, he had his sister and his, his mother there. Real sad stories. And it'd be wrong, wouldn't it, to move on and say, well, you know, we're here today, I know we've got masks on, and isn't life wonderful, without acknowledging, actually it's been really tough. And for some people it has been really tough. And we have to say, well, blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And God stands with them every single day. 
So we have to say, along with Paul, one of the things we do as Christians, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. And and as he writes to the church in Galatia, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. This is what we've been through. It's been a tough time. It's been a blessed time. We've gained so much, we've lost so much. Stand with those who are doing all right, and stand with those who are not doing so well. Stand with them, because you're the eyes, ears, feet, and hands of Christ. That's the first point. Second point, what have, what have you learned? Um, I've got a verse, Philippians 4.12, uh, where Paul says, I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in ev- any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. He said, I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. This is someone who's talking from experience. We know Paul was well-educated, he was a persecutor as Christians, he has an encounter with Christ, and actually things didn't go too well for him after that. He had quite a tough life, he was shipwrecked, beaten um, many times. So he's saying, look, I know what it is to have plenty, and I'm grateful for that, but equally I know... I haven't always got that, but he said, what I've learned is the secret of being content with whatever lot I've been given. What's that secret of being content in God? One of the things that became apparent to me in speaking to some of you, and in my own journey as well, is actually there was an increased sense of gratitude for what we have. And I think in my Christmas sermon, I said, this Christmas is, is less about what I want for Christmas but actually gratitude for what I've already got, and actually mourning the things that I can't do that I normally would. I had loads of blessings before. I just didn't maybe compute they were blessings until they're taken away. Gratitude, knowing he is the source, this daily reliance. The Bible says that we must cast all of our burdens and anxieties on on him, and he will give you rest, rest for your souls. It means giving thanks in all circumstances, not necessarily for the circumstances. If I break my leg, I'm not going to say, thank you, God, I broke my leg, but I'm going to praise God in spite of my broken leg. And it's a daily walk. This is what the experience is like. And and what, what I've learned afresh is it's just one day at a time. We worry about so much that's going on, but hasn't the last 18 months taught us that no one knows what's coming tomorrow, really, apart from God? So we must rely on him just on that day-to-day basis. We've got students who don't know if they're going to go to school tomorrow. We've got students, if they're going to go to school tomorrow, probably going to get sent home uh, because there's an infection. You've got university people not knowing if they're going to go to university and have live lectures, which they pretty much didn't. Some have done so well and have graduated. Well done, I saw the Facebook page. Um, You know, it's brilliant, but it's hard. It is hard. But practising that daily walk, that presence of God... One day at a time. Remember, you hold, but you are held. He holds me. And in the words of, of, of uh, uh, any Dad's Army fans, don't panic, Mr. Mannering. You know, because God has got you. You are held. And it's practicing the presence of God. The news I've got for you, which you can really celebrate today, is you've made it so far. Whatever you've gone through, you're here. And God will take you day by day. That's what I learned. I hope you've learned some of that from this pandemic. The third thing, so that's a personal thing, is what have we learned as a community? Acts 2.42, one of my favourite verses, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. And it's been difficult. 
isn't it? So, you know, we're only just beginning to come back together. It's brilliant to see you all here. The chairs were set up because we've got a wedding in a few weeks, which we can now have, which we're looking forward to. But we didn't know a week ago or so whether that could even go ahead in the way that we were hoping it would. So we're having to trust God. It's been difficult devoting ourselves to things because we can't be here. What other ways were there? What did we learn? What did the church as a family learn through this pandemic? Well, we know that we can adapt very quickly. With six days' notice, we had an online presence. And and that was no mean feat. And and I can say that the team did an excellent job because at the time I wasn't part of it because I was having a break. And they did brilliantly. The way churches across this country, the way teams of leaders got together, most of them on the unpaid uh, side, got together and gave up their time to get this place and churches across the world at least to be able to bear witness to the cross of Christ because we hold the cross of Christ as we are indeed held. The church showed itself to be fluid. Sometimes you may unfairly suggest that it takes a long time to get anything done and endless church members meetings. Well, we got, we're not, they've got some stuff done really, really quickly and it showed us how fluid we can be. We showed ourselves that we're able to change and adapt. It reminded us that the mission is on our doorstep, that if we're only relying on here on a Sunday, that actually, you know, we need to be out of the church as well. And so many of you, not just Christians, were looking at, you know, really living out the verse, love your neighbour, because we had to look out for other people. What did we miss? I'm glad to say I missed you lot. And I know you missed me because I've had loads of letters and emails and you've missed each other. If we didn't miss each other, if we didn't miss gathering, what does it mean? It probably would have meant we weren't a community of love. Of course we should miss this. We couldn't do it. It was taken away from us. And it made me realise how much I love the church. And I do. And we're family. But isn't that a good thing that we've at least missed it? If we didn't miss it, then that's a bit of a problem. So... I think we learned that. I think we learned and we want to carry on becoming more effective in the mission of Jesus. What's his mission? Uh, Tom preached it recently. It's to seek and save the lost and uh, for the church to make disciples of him. So we've always got to keep our eye on the outside of the church as well. This is the place where we come and get equipped, but obviously we're sent out. Don't forget the things learned. Don't forget the neighbours that you waved at on your doorstep, clapping the NHS. Don't forget maybe the ones that you invited round out your front garden uh, on the road for a glass of wine when you wasn't supposed to uh, be with anybody because apparently that didn't break the rules. I saw people do that. Don't you worry. But you got you met your neighbours. You know, people that possibly you didn't know before. Don't forget it. Carry it on. Keep on the WhatsApp group. Keep the mission alive. Keep loving your neighbour. And so finally, what are we going to do now? You know, it's almost like all bets are off. You don't have to wear your mask. We're asking you to wear the mask. Don't have to socially distance. You don't, we can't stop you from hugging or shaking hands. We'd rather you didn't. Not because we don't like you having... Uh, that personal touch, but really we're just trying to be as safe as we possibly can. There's a team of people behind the scenes. I can tell you they work incredibly hard uh, to, to get to this point. But what can we do going forward? Philippians 2, 14 to 15, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Do you think we could do that just for a little bit? Uh, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a crooked and depraved generation. In order... 
Now this is the bit I love. In order that you shine like stars in the universe as you hold out the word of life. I was speaking to my daughter uh, yesterday. We had some time together. And she was sharing me. It was a bit unnerving, actually. Uh, she shared with me this story. She said, oh, it's really weird. She said, I've got this bloke's phone number um, the other night. He stood on, he was on the door of a pub. I said, oh, really? She went, yeah. He was 71. I went, oh. He was the bouncer. I went, oh. Hold on. My daughter's got asked for the phone number of a 71-year-old bouncer. You know, how am I going to tell him off if he's a bouncer? If he, you know, that's not right. Anyway, it turns out nothing untoward was going on. What happened was, her and her mates just got talking to him. It turned out he'd have a bit of a life, which you'd expect, I suppose. Um, he'd been in jail, um, but he, he said, I've, he said, I changed my life. And he started coming out of all these things that he does now. He helps people, and he wants to better people's lives, and uh, loads of stuff. And she said to me, Dad, I found myself saying to him, you must be a Christian. And actually what he said was, no, I don't believe in any of that stuff at all. I'm not religious one bit. And why am I telling you that story? The reason I'm telling you that story, I wonder in my travels as I go around, but just by the things I say and the things I do, without any, telling anyone I'm a follower of Jesus, whether they'd guess it. And it's a real challenge. This guy wasn't even a Christian, but she said to him, this is the reason, I just need to clarify because we're on record. Um, this is why she got his number. She said, can I take your number? She goes, I hear my dad and some of his friends say this sort of stuff a lot. And um, my, my, my uncle goes to Hillsong and they've got some great talks. I'm going to forward them to you because what you're saying is just exactly the things they would say. But I wonder, isn't it great? He shone, not as a Christian necessarily, but his character shone through. It made my daughter ask him, you know, you must be a Christian. And I just love it if people just said that to me without knowing that I'm a preacher or a minister, and it's just because of the things that I do and say. And Paul says we can shine like stars in the universe. One of the other things, Mike, I know you would have loved this, was when we saw the satellite things going up, you know. uh, Do you remember? I thought it was getting invaded. I must have been the only person that hadn't read. Was it Elon Musk did it? And there was how many? About 40 of them? There's one night, and someone put on the Billericay Facebook page, what's going on in the sky? Thought, you know, quite a loaded question. Lots of things, I guess. And I went outside and I called Andrew out. We, did, we hadn't read. This was the day he's putting 40-odd satellites in the sky. So one after the other, these lights just kept coming. You could see them. And genuinely, I started thinking, I've always said there won't be aliens. I know we're made in God's image. But I started thinking, are we being invaded? What are all these things? Thankfully, Facebook let me know that they're only satellites. So Ian, calmed down. But you could see it because it was shining brightly. And of course, again, there weren't planes in the sky much in the early days and everyone was on their doorstep looking it was a clear night and actually you saw so many stars and that was with even the light pollution from the houses when it's really dark like soul survivor at two in the morning when i know i promised all your parents they were asleep at 12 but they wasn't and we're looking up then you see all the stars and paul and god said it earlier didn't he? in the old testament you will shine like stars so we what do we do now we have to go out and we have to shine to the point, someone's got to question us. You know, who is it that you follow? What is it you believe in? I love the things you're saying. Sometimes I don't like the things you're saying. How do we meet in the future together so that we can get equipped to go out and shine like stars? A couple of things for me. Don't hold this lightly. I think all of us have experienced things that have been taken away from us. But this gathering, it's so important. Don't hold it lightly. Be committed. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to prayer. There was a devotion 
That word devoted, it's all-encompassing and it's important that we're a gathered people. Be devoted. There's a new breed of Christians, which I joined. It was a new sect. It was called pyjama Christians. And, you know, when you're at home and no one sees your bottom half, you can wear pretty much what you want. As long as you put a nice shirt on, you're okay and you just hope that the iPad doesn't slip. And because that's been really good, because it's kept us connected. And I do understand that for some, you're not ready to come back into buildings. Whether it's health reasons, whether it's a preference, whether you're still anxious, and all of that is okay. Um, You've got to come in your own time and when you feel God's calling to you. But please don't be a determined pyjama Christian. And what is that? That for me is, I could go, I'm not worried. It's just easier to sit at home. It's just easier, because we're missing out on the fellowship. We're missing out on the family. I said before, didn't I, I can have a Zoom roast with my mum and dad, but it's so much better sitting around the table with them. It's not the same. So we want to embrace the technology. We do love doing the live streams, but we love gathering together, even with some current restrictions. I think if you're just receiving, then great that you're receiving, but you're, you're just a consumer, and it's important that we have part of that, but be a contributor, not just a consumer as well. And... Elsewhere in the Bible, Paul says, above all these things, put on love. Love is the key. Uh, The new things for Jesus' mission. Embrace all the things we've just spoken about. Um, Embrace the passion of Christ. Hold forth the cross, because you're held as you do that as well. Be grateful for the relationships we've got, because it's very easy for them to be taken away, and some people have felt that acutely uh, over the past year. Walk with him daily. I found for me in my journey that's the only way. And it's nothing new. 2,000 years ago, Jesus said it about worrying about tomorrow. Today's got enough worries. You know, just get on with today and He will see us through. We've all made it so far. Relationship with each other, with family, walking with Him daily. You know, things change, circumstances change. None of us saw COVID coming. You know, someone said to me, Where are all the prophets of the church? Who, who, who prophesied this? They always did in the Bible. Actually, they didn't. Uh, they did a lot of the time, but sometimes they weren't prophesied. Things change, circumstances change, people change. What's positive is you can adapt, we can adapt, and innovate as we seek and save the lost, like Jesus asked us to, as we hold, but also held. The message of Christ lives forever. And so we need to pray for one another, which I'll do in a second, for wisdom, guidance, directions we move forward. As we move forward, and we're going to sing a song that reflects this in a second as the band begins to come up. We're serving the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We sang the name above all names. You're holding others. You're holding the cross of Christ. You're holding the message, and he holds you. You're in his hands. He guides us. He can show us the way if we can continue to give that time to him, as we have done, because we've had the space in recent history. We need to move forward as we trust and obey him. And sometimes, because I don't have all the answers, you don't have all the answers, sometimes there isn't an answer, so we have to walk by faith. There are things I do not understand uh, that go on in my life, and there'll be things that you will not understand that go in yours. So we have to walk by faith. And then we have to pray that prayer, seeking first the kingdom. So, Father, let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Let your kingdom come. And remember, we are his people. He is ours. 
and we are his. So therefore, we'll sing and we'll pray. We will trust in you. Let me pray for you. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, that we can listen to those words of Paul where you're speaking through him. Someone who'd been through a very checkered history. Someone who'd been through good times and bad. And I pray, Lord, for all of us that you'll give us wisdom, guidance and direction as we move forward. I pray, Lord, we'll bear with one another, thinking of others before ourselves. I pray, Lord that your presence would once again fill this place, fill our hearts, fill us with your spirit. And I pray for everybody here, Lord, that as we go out and those watching on the screen, we will shine like stars in the universe. We will cause people to ask, are you a Christian? You must be. To do that, Lord, please send your spirit to us, your word to come alive to us. Burn brightly within us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.